This is Raider Nation Radio 920. Unnecessary roughness. Unnecessary roughness. I think this, that somewhere within the first five to ten plays of the game, the other team's quarterback must go down. And he must go down hard. It's unnecessary roughness here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Big hole. First down. End zone. Touchdown. Touchdown, Raiders. Would you believe it? This is Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920. Here's your boy, Q. Days days like this I love because you come in the studio, you pop open the Salmon Ash text line, and there's a text that's there waiting for you. I love it. New Hampshire, I believe, says Will and NH. I'm assuming that's New Hampshire. Texted in already to start the show about three minutes before the show started, so... Love the fact that he's already on it. Already chiming in on the show. Says Q, Damon. I was listening to the Rich Eisen show earlier, and a caller brought up a good point. What happens if in overtime the team kicks off first, kicks an onside kick, and recovers? Is it now they go down and score and win, or does the other team get a chance on offense again? Just some food for thought. And Will, thanks, man. I, hey, I appreciate you starting off the show with a little bit of feedback. Haven't got into any kind of subject yet on today's show, but got some feedback from Will already on the overtime rules. And it's funny, I think everybody's really overthinking the overtime rules. And when I say overthinking it, I don't mean in a bad way. I just think that we're going to look back at the overtime rule and we're going to say, oh, that was cool for this game or that was cool for that game. But I really don't think it's going to be a big difference. I really don't. I'm not. I mean, we think about it. You know, I had the stat yesterday about the. 12 games is 2010 out of 10 of out of 12 of them, 10 of them were determined by the first team to get the ball. And we only literally remember two. And then, you know, Damon, you brought up the Tim Tebow game. That was 2010. So, okay. Three, we remember three games out of 10. It's just, it's just a minor tweak. That's going to happen because we just saw a fantastic game that most people were left there sitting there in front of their TV saying, man, I wonder what would have happened if Josh Allen had got the ball. That's the only reason why the rule even changed. So to me, it's not a big deal. It's not anything to get worked up about or even overthink. It's just, it is what it is. It'll matter in one game, and then something else will happen, and it'll be a fantastic game, and someone will say, man, I wonder what would have happened if fill in the blank would have got the ball one more time, and then they'll find another way to change the rule. That's it. And the rule doesn't need it didn't need to be changed because you said 12 games of the playoff games out of a decade. How many playoff games were played that the overtime rule didn't even come into play because the games just didn't even go into overtime? A small fraction of games are what we're talking about because one side is going to have sour grapes. And to answer his question earnestly, the other team, they would not get a possession no, then. No, because that's like a turnover. Yes. Right. So, again, not a big deal. I've seen a lot of people firing back and forth on Twitter. A lot of folks firing back on me because I said, hey, not a big deal. I don't need it. <laughs> and people thought that I was talking about me personally. I wasn't, but that's another story. It's 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 not a big deal. It's not anything that I'm going to get on a soapbox and really start pounding home. Like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe it. it is what it is. That's the new rule. Cool. Fine. Exactly. Even people were t- coming at me for my joke because Mike Tomlin, I'm in favor of right, sudden right, death. Right, right. And I said, yeah, I'm with Mike Tomlin on this. Right. I do not fear death of any kind. Because <laughs> for him to say it just sounds so serious. Right. I listened to the sound bite of it. Right. But it's just a funny thing to say. Right. I'm no, a it sudden is. death advocate. And believe me, it's, it's, it's really not that serious. And again, it might come into play a couple times throughout the course of the playoffs. Now, will they change it to the regular season at some point? Sure. Sure they will. 
I promise you they will. What does John McClain always tell us every single time we talk about anything on the show? It's all about the money. It's all about the money. And what I mean by that is if you have more football, if you have extended overtime rules, and you have Josh Allen getting the ball, or you have a Patrick Mahomes getting the ball, or you have a Justin Herbert getting the ball, guess what? You got more eyeballs on the game. You got more eyeballs on the game. Guess what you're creating? More revenue. Ladies and gentlemen, always boils down to revenue. At the end of the day, it's always about money, and the NFL is always going to do what they need to do to generate more revenue, which is going to also generate $230 million all the way fully guaranteed contracts or $185 million fully guaranteed contract. I mean, that's just what it's. The NFL is a money-making machine at the end of the day. Not a big deal. They make so much money, but I love that little trickles out from the owner meetings that the other owners aren't happy with the Haslam's. Well, of course not. That Why changed, would you no. give this dude well, $230 yeah, million well, that, changed, that changed the game for any team that has a quarterback, including the Raiders. You know, I've said it multiple times. Like, Derek Carr doesn't think that he's a $230 million fully guaranteed guy, but he's also a guy that just led his team to the playoffs. He's squeaky clean off the field. Putting on for the city. He puts on for the city. He's a leader of men. I mean, he's the only quarterback the Raiders have had for the last eight years. He's been through this, that, and the other. I mean, if I'm Derek Carr, I don't give a damn how good you are. <laughs> you want to now? Now you want to see something that I would get on a soapbox about? How about this? How about we talk about this right now? I know we got the opening drive coming up, but how about we talk about this? If I'm Derek Carr, I would say, wait a minute. I've gone through all this, and I'd line it up on the table. I've gone through all this, including what we just went through last year. Lost the coach. Lost the star player. Guy got kicked off the team because he was up there uh, uh, being a thug on the internet. I mean, you know what I mean? Like, there was all kinds of things that went on with this team last season, and Derek Carr still stood up in front of everybody in front of the media and still took all the bullets, took all the, all the questions, and handled them. If I'm him and I'm his agent, and I'm not encouraging this because I know that that could mess up their negotiations, but if I'm him and his, and his agent, I'm standing up there like, hey, man, it's got to be worth something. Leadership means something. Being squeaky clean off the, off, the, off the field means something. Not being a liability or a guy that could be being, what do they say, what does the NFL say, uh, damaging the shield? I mean, Derek Carr could say, if he wants to, I'm not saying he is, but if he wants to, he can say, hey, you know that you ain't going to get no call at 3 in the morning. Like, well, Derek has been arrested. I mean, you know what I mean? Like, you know that everything is safe, right? You know he's good. I, hey, man, if I'm him and I'm any other quarterback in the league, Lamar Jackson, I know he don't have an agent. Bad decision, in my opinion. But even then, if I'm Lamar Jackson, I'm like, hey, I'm an MVP. I ain't got no trouble. I put my, my everything on the line when I hit the field. Where's my fully guaranteed contract? I mean, that changes the game for every quarterback that needs a contract. Yeah, and the other owners, you got to talk to them. Like, God, just bring Jimmy. Hey, come, come here. Let, let us talk to you. <laughs> what were you thinking? Not only off the field, because you think of any quarterback, maybe besides Aaron Rodgers, because, you know, he's on his last he's on his last few years. Right, right. What quarterback in their prime should get a full, fully guaranteed contract? Can you think of one? Kirk, hey, Kirk Cousins is like, damn, you outdid me, dog. <laughs> oh. <laughs> damn, you outdid me. <laughs> oh, he just take it year by year. Yeah. So that way you don't notice it. Right, 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 right. Kirk Cousins was slowly stacking. He saw that contract from Deshaun. He was like, dude, that brother got paid. <laughs> Welcome to the fraternity. Yeah, no, fully no. Guaranteed he money. probably went back to the front office in Minnesota and was like, man, y'all got to do something about my contract. What's up with this? What's up with this? Or it's the other way around. See how good y'all got it? 
I could have mm-hmm. asked for 230 million oh, guaranteed. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So yeah, I mean, again, I'm not gonna get on a soapbox and 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 worry about the overtime rules. We'll let that shake out how it shakes out. Uh, but hey, with the, when it comes to the Cleveland Browns and that money that they guaranteed Deshaun, and and then they they structures it so nicely, so when he does get suspended this year, and trust and believe he's gonna get suspended. That little suspension money that they're gonna take out of that base salary is next to nothing, man. They did that, dude. I mean, literally, and I I'm not trying to I'm not trying to punish him. I'm not trying to call him guilty in the court of public uh, opinion. But they literally rewarded him for sitting out a year, basically, not playing a year with Houston and having to deal with a bunch of allegations off the field. They basically rewarded him. I mean, I talk about Cliff Kingsbury. You know, he got fired at Tech, got a job at USC and never even coached a down at USC. And then he was already a head coach in Arizona. I say he, he got fired and fell up. It's very rare that you – I mean, how many times have you fallen up? Not many. Exactly. When I fall, brother, it's down. <laughs> and hard. Exactly. <laughs> and believe me, I've fallen plenty of times, and, man, it is down and it is hard. I ain't never fell up. But some guys, you know. You did such a bad job at your last job. How about you come here to a better job right. and make more money? Exactly. <laughs> Sir, I've been waiting on this my entire life. It's about time somebody finally thought about this the right way. Look at things with a glass half full. Always, always looking at things glass half empty. And then you do, for in Cliff Kingbury's situation, you do the exact same things that you did bad at the last job. Right. Facts. Come out hot. And then and then just take, just flame out. Just flame out the end. Simple as that. Just so, got an extension. Right. No doubt. So anyway, so thank you, uh, Will, for the text. That was a great way to get us started. We do appreciate that. Again, that could have been the opening drive. It is not the opening drive, but we will get into the opening drive. The opening drive of Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920 is brought to you by Southern Nevada Chevy Dealers, home of the Chevy Silverado, the strongest, most advanced Silverado ever. All right, so before we get into the opening drive, I do want to let you know the guests that we have coming up on the show today. Vinny Bonsignor will join us in a matter of minutes uh, to kind of wrap up everything going on at the owners' meetings as he's on his way back to Las Vegas, and uh, he'll be back in the home studios tomorrow. So Vinny Bonsignor will join us about 2.25-ish. We'll call him a couple minutes early. At 3 o'clock, we'll have Cover 3 NFL News and Notes of the Day. We haven't had that for the past couple days, but we'll definitely jump into that at 3 o'clock. And then at 3.30... Our guy Mo Moten from the Bleacher Report also does uh, Silver and Black Tonight with uh, Scott Goldbranson, who used to be here uh, on these very airwaves. He's going to join us to talk about free agency and the grades that was given out. And him and a couple colleagues there at Bleacher Report, they came together and went through all of free agency so far, and they graded every team in the league. We're obviously not going to go every team in the league, but we will cover the AFC West. And we'll see the grades that Mo and his colleagues gave out. He'll explain it. And then, of course, we'll go into a deep dive when it comes to the Silver and Black. I'll just say this. The Raiders didn't get an A. What? They didn't get an A. I'll leave it at that. We'll talk to Bo Moten coming up at 3.30. And then 4.30, Paloma Villacana, Fox 5 Sports, host of the Reb Zone. She'll join us. She hasn't joined us in a few weeks ever since the Lady Rebels lost in the tournament. The men lost in the first round of the damn tournament. They never stood a chance. Uh, They are out. Spring ball is back. Football is going on. Football activities is going on. Speaking of, side note, Dave Ziegler is actually going to be talking at a coach's clinic for UNLV. So that's you could kind of tie that all together. Pretty cool. Plus, Josh Jacobs has a nice little camp going on in uh, in May like he did last year. 
year. So we'll let Paloma tell us about that as well. So those are the guests that we have coming up on the show today. Vinny Bonsignor, Mo Moten, Paloma Villacana will join the airways between now and 5 o'clock. Three hours long, three hours strong is what we're doing here on Radio Nation Radio 920. Now, of course, throughout the course of the show, you could do just like Will did. You can hit us up on the Salmon Ash text line, 69187, keyword R&R. And what I mean by that is you text in 69187. That is the phone number. Then you put R N R those three letters and then a space and whatever message you want. When you do that, it gets to us. If you don't do that, it'll go to our sister station ESPN Las Vegas and then we'll never get it. Then someone will say, man, y'all never read my stuff. And it's because we don't see it. <laughs> so I apologize because there once in a while I will go back and I'll look at ESPN Las Vegas is uh, their, their text line. And it'll say something like, Oh, demand this or Oh, cue this. And I was like, Oh damn. And then it's too late the next day. If you, yeah, yeah, it's too late. So remember, six nine one eight seven keyword R and R. That makes sure that we get the text and we'll get it on the air quick, fast, and in a hurry. And when we have a guest, if you want us to ask a guest a question, that's the best way to get it into us quickly. I know some people hit me up on Twitter, and you can do that at your boy Q two five four at Demond underscore the boss, and of course at R and R nine twenty a.m. Is that how that is what it is? Right. I had my little cheat sheet here, and it's gone. I had. Is that the? Is that Say it the, one more time. Is that the well, I'm going to go look at it now. At R&R 920 AM. Yeah, I got like six Twitter accounts on my damn phone, so I always lose track of them all. But uh, yeah, so you could tweet. You got tweet. a burger account? No, I have Raider Nation Radio 920, ESPN Las Vegas, Fox Sports Las Vegas, 1230 AM The Game, LasVegasSportsNetwork.com, and oh, by the way, I got mine as well. So that's six accounts that are all connected to my phone. So all night long, Twitter's going off. My damn phone's eh, eh. The wife says, so damn tired of your damn Twitter. I was like, oh, it's not mine. This is LVSportNetwork.com. <laughs> Somebody's complaining about the Golden Knights. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the Golden Knights just scored. It happens. You know who's really good at Twitter, though? You know who's very active as far as a sports team? The Henderson Silver Knights. Mm. They are very active. Like, I don't care if the puck drops. It's like, boom, puck has dropped. Ooh, uh, puck went out into the crowd. Ooh, puck did this. Like, they, I mean, they will tweet everything. Oh, Lady got popcorn. I mean, it's like everything is tweeted out from that account. They're a minor league team. They need all the fan interaction they can get. I'm not mad. They're, hey, that's how you. That's what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to be active. They are super active. Now, had a couple different uh, topics that I wanted to bring to the table today, and uh, look forward to talking to Vinny Bonsignor because he actually put out a piece on the Review Journal that I was reading yesterday. He put it out yesterday afternoon, and it has to do with Josh McDaniels and quarterbacks and the way that he wants to have homegrown, developed quarterbacks. And that's something I've been talking about for quite a while, that it's good, I think it's good practice in the NFL to draft quarterbacks, develop them, you either hold on to them or you you flip them. I think, I think that's healthy. I've been saying the Patriots have been doing that for years. There's teams that have done that for years. And the Raiders don't traditionally do that, and I think that that's something that they should be doing. And so he put out a piece basically saying that Josh McDaniels wants to do that. And I don't know where that came from. And I'm thinking that that came from a, a one-on-one conversation that he had with Josh McDaniels at the owners' meetings where it wasn't on the big media session because we had all 40 minutes of him talking. And I literally went through it again last night to listen. I was like, okay, did I just miss that audio? But it wasn't there. So I'm very interested to talk to Vinny about that coming up about 2.25. But I did have a question that I want to throw out there for you and would love to hear your thoughts on it. Vinny has also dropped the nugget that the Raiders could be possibly thinking about trying to trade back into the first round or the second round. I think myself and DeMond both believe that the chances for them to trade up into the first round are very, very slim. 
I don't think that there's really any chance that they trade back from the third round to the first round. I just, I just don't see that happening. But I can see them trading into the second round. So qu- the question I have for you, Raider Nation, is if the Raiders want to move back into the first or second round, one, what would you be willing to give up to move back into one of those rounds? Specify what round. Specify what you're going to give up. And what position or what player would you be targeting? So you let me know. What round are you trying to trade back into? What are you giving up to get into that round? And what position or what player would you be targeting? So, Damon, I start with you. If you're the Raiders and you're sitting there in the third round, at what point would you try, where would you try to trade up to, or would you try to trade up? I'm going to be honest. I like the way this team's already moving in the offseason. I'm staying put. I don't want to give up a piece that we have. I'm going to leave next year's draft alone okay? because I don't think that you don't get to move off a backup player. Let's say a Trayvon Mullen. I, that's not going to get you back right. into the first not round. Not going to get you. No, yeah, no, it's no, not, no. Maybe not even like mid-second round. At that point, what are you actually giving up to gain? You know, that's that's a net that's a net equal right there. So just keep them for you would get. So I'm saying keep 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 there. Just stay okay. there. It's a positive. Just stay there. Okay. I think I would I think I would have no problem if they moved up to the second round if there was if there was a guy, if there was a big-time offensive tackle there, if there was a big-time offensive tackle that they felt like would solidify that offensive line, even though I'm nervous putting two very young guys next to each other, and really it would be three young guys next to each other. You got Andre James, Alex Leatherwood, and then a rookie. You know what I mean? It's like undrafted, undrafted free agent, former first-round pick, and then another young guy. I'd be nervous with all that youth on the right side. But if you had a, a dude, if there was a dude that you had targeted high on your draft board and you saw him start to drop, and this is a draft that is supposed to be pretty deep in offensive linemen, also a pretty deep draft in corners, and a pretty deep draft in wide receivers. If there was an offensive lineman that was starting to drop, I would have no problem with the Raiders saying, you know what, we're going to move into the second round and go get that guy. I would have no, that, that would, I'd have no problem with, and I don't think you'd have to give up a whole bunch of draft capital for that. I don't. I think you can give up. I mean, obviously, you're picking the second round. Maybe give up a third round as well. You know what I mean? Like, whatever. If that if that guy is going to be that difference maker on the offensive line, I keep stressing the offensive line because I feel like the Raiders have something special that they're they're working with. I feel like the weapons that they brought in can be a really dynamic offense. I don't think that there's an offense in the AFC West that, oh man, that's heads and tails way better than the Raiders. I don't see it. I don't. And if you do, please tell me. I don't see it. You say that, and I, that's what that's what my fear would be: an offensive lineman. Just saw what a rookie offensive lineman did last year, and everyone's not the same. Right. But then that would open up the doors for more excuses. Right. And you just, this is a built to win now team. I like it. And you don't want to see, like, oh, we, oh you, that rookie offensive tackle, oh, the right tackle, he's just got to learn. He's got to gel. Right. Got to learn the system. Uh, 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 uh. Not, not this year. Sir Whiskey Ray said on the Salmon Ash text line at 69187, keyword RR, sometimes during the draft, it's best to just stay put. Makes no sense to give up any additional picks for next season when we've done well here in free agency. It's very important that our scouts do their homework and get them gems in the later rounds of the draft. Perfect example, Renfro, Max Crosby, just my opinion. Hey, man, thank you. Your opinion's great. And you, it goes along the lines of what Demon just said. Just stay put. No need to trade up. No, you don't have to get aggressive. I like it. I like it. It's good stuff. Got a text. The reason why I think it's a good idea to trade next year's pick to move up this year is because hopefully next year's picks are going to be lower in the draft because the team will be better. That's another good point. Just say, and I'm not trying to tell you that it's going to happen, but say they're picking at 30 next year or 31 or 32 next year. 
Would it be worth it? Would it be worth it to give up a a, a later round, not a later round pick, but a later in the round pick? Depending on who the player, again, I don't think you just make a trade just to make a trade, right? That would be silly. You make a trade, in my opinion, for a difference maker, for some way that you see that says, hey, I could take this, I could take this guy and solidify this offensive line. Or there's a corner that is, uh, you know, a, a sleeping giant that nobody really knows about. Go get that guy. I can see that. I don't think that they'd be crazy, though, and, like, just give up a bunch of capital to go up and trade up and get some star. You know what I mean? Like, I've been talking about Sauce Gardner. Like, that would be insane, right? That would be just, there's no way. You'd have to give up the farm and then, I don't know, your right leg and your firstborn. You know what I mean? Like, you'd have to give up everything. That'd be one of those Ricky Williams-type trades. Right, exactly. We saw how well that worked out, right? That didn't work out well for anybody except for Ricky Williams. So, yeah, I and really it didn't work out well for him until he left the place that drafted him. <laughs> Speaking of, <laughs> Gizmo said next year is first and second for Sauce, potential defensive rookie of the year. See, I, I just think that that's – I don't think that that's realistic. I don't think that that's something that, that – uh, man, I mean, it, it would be great. Now, <laughs> we all know. <laughs> we all know I'm a fan of Sauce. But I just think that that's not realistic. But I definitely do appreciate that uh, that text. That's good stuff right there. Let's go out to the Raider Nation listener line real quick at 702-365-9200. Who we got up? Fargo Raider. Fargo! Welcome to the show, brother. Hey, thank you for taking my call, Q and Demond. I'm, I'm just right here uh, warming up. Apparently, <laughs> the weather doesn't know it's springtime, so it snowed on us today. I'm so happy I finally got to see grass, but I digress. I'm with DeMond. I don't think we should move, but I think if we do have a chance of getting a guy like a Christian Watson in the second round, why not trade one of our uh, fifth rounders and the third rounder if somebody would be willing to to move up to the second round and get a, a guy like that? I don't have an extreme amount of faith in Edwards, or I would say he'd be great to learn from Devontae, but I would like to get another wide receiver that has the potential to eventually fill that role i have a feeling that these guys aren't only going to be looking to for now but to develop guys on the back burner that we could potentially put into place that's what we've seen from you know that team that shall not be named that they came from in the past <laughs> and i hope that that's what we do in the future thank you guys for taking my call you stay warm out there hey no doubt about it hey it's a nice day today it's a little windy but it's a nice day today in uh in sunny las vegas i will say as i was talking about the henderson silver knights how they tweet everything they just tweeted out happy birthday to our assistant coach i mean they hey. tweet out everything dog they tweet out everything it's so funny but i know when a look i don't have to watch or monitor the silver knights game to know exactly what's happening because their social media team is on their a game Oh, they just sent out another one. See, I mean, I promise you, two tweets in the last couple seconds. That's awesome. I, I really do like that. Uh, keep those texts coming. Keep those uh, calls coming at 702-365-9200. Actually, hold on to those calls for about 15 minutes because coming up next, we got Vinny Bonsignor. He's coming back from the owners' meetings. We'll wrap things up with Vinny. We'll do it next here on Unnecessary Roughness on Red Nation Radio 920. That was the opening drive of Unnecessary Roughness here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Brought to you by Southern Nevada Chevy Dealers, home of the Chevy Silverado, the strongest, most advanced Silverado ever. Welcome 
Welcome back to Unnecessary Roughness. Unnecessary Roughness. Here on Raider Nation Radio 920. I'm going to have to kick you, you know what, today. Here's your boy Q. If the Raiders want to move back into the first or second round, what would you be willing to give up and what position or player would you be wanting to target? That's the show question that we have for you today on Raider Nation Radio 920, Unnecessary Roughness. Damon Cotton and your boy Q. Right now on the phone lines is our guy, our tag team partner, Vinny Bonsignor for the Las Vegas Review-Journal, of course, in the huddle right here on Raider Nation Radio 920 as well. And, Vinny, we do appreciate you taking a few minutes to kind of wrap up the owners' meetings. And something caught my eye that you put out late last night, and it wasn't even that late, but it was later than we were on the air, was the article about Josh McDaniels kind of wanting to build up the homegrown talent when it comes to the quarterback position something that I feel like the Patriots have done for years, something I think is healthy to do. But I couldn't find the audio, so I'm assuming that that was the conversation between you and Josh. What was the, the your biggest takeaways when it came to that conversation? And uh, based off that piece, do you think that's something that they're going to start implementing sometime soon? Yeah, and uh, you know, a couple of different things. Number one, without the first and second round pick, you wonder if they're going to be able to utilize the first round or excuse me, a uh, draft pick. Uh, in that regard. But in the future, I would expect that to be common practice uh, with the Raiders. I got two names for you, Jacoby Brissett um, and, and Jimmy Garoppolo. Yep. Those are two guys that the, the Patriots drafted, uh, developed, and then moved on from. So, you know, it's not just and, – and Josh was clear. Like, everybody's goal is to start. Our goal, as the coaching staff, he said, was to get you to start. So that would be the ultimate goal, develop somebody so that they could be an eventual starter. Or, in the case of Jimmy Garoppolo and uh, Jacoby Brissett, Assets that you can turn to go get more draft picks. Um, and that is always part of the equation uh, as well. I'm not sure the timing is going to line up for them to do that this year, uh, but that's where they want to get to. And uh, just to also uh, add one other thing, they're not done in the quarterback room by any stretch of the imagination. It's a conversation that he and Dave Ziegler have had uh, a lot, you know, uh, talk about that. And eventually they're going to add another quarterback one way or another, whether it's in the draft or free agency. Well, I mean, I don't want to put you on the spot, but there's been a lot of reports and rumors floating around Twitter, and we know what Twitter is. It's like you either hit or miss sometimes. But uh, one Cam Newton's name has popped up multiple times on Twitter. What are your thoughts on that? Um, I don't, I, I don't know. You know, uh, from my personal uh, perspective, I, I think the gas. I don't think there's much gas left in that tank. I, agree. I love Cam Newton. I'm a huge fan of Cam Newton. But I've watched him play these last couple of years. Uh, he, he just looks. And all the shell of himself. Right? He's good physically, and it's closer to the Cam Newton from a few years ago rather than recently. Uh, I don't know if that's the direction that the Raiders want to go in. Um, but I would expect them to bring some sort of a veteran that has an understanding of what John McGann has done into the, uh, into the, you know, uh, the group. Okay, hold on. We're gonna have to try to get. We have to try to get you again, Vinny. I don't know what happened. Some something went wrong. I don't know if you're going through TSA or what you're doing, but uh, something's going on. Maybe they try to pat you down. You know, you do look like a suspect at times. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Vinny don't look like a suspect, but something was going on with his phone, and so we want to. Uh, that's some good stuff. He was talking about Cam Newton and possibly bringing in a veteran. And uh, what I understood from what he said was that he didn't think he had too much gas left in that tank. And I agree 100. percent I haven't thought that Cam Newton had too much gas left in that tank for the last couple of years, but. You know, Josh McDaniels and, and uh, you know, Dave Ziegler obviously know Cam I'm in New England, and he was there with the Patriots for a quick minute. So I can see I can see how, how people would put that those two and two together, but not sure if there's too much juice left in that tank. But, you know, maybe if it's a guy that you, you bring him in and 
I, I dare to say he does the Mariota package, but <laughs> if he does, if you if you bring him in and he's able to do a little something, maybe. But uh, we have Vinny now reconnected. And Vinny, uh, you were just starting to cut out when you were talking about Cam Newton. You didn't think he had much gas left in the tank. Yeah, I think that that's, uh, you know, when you watch him play, he just looks like a shell of himself. Uh, I think they want to, I, I would expect them to bring in a veteran, um, you know, this, this offseason just to kind of get them through this year. But eventually, I don't know who that might be. I mean, Andy Dalton decides to play. So um, that, that, that's off the table. I think there's cornerbacks out there that they seem to help out a little bit. But I think I wouldn't be shocked if they drafted somebody this year. Hey, Vinny, when it comes to this quarterback room, you said they're going to bring in another quarterback, maybe free agency, maybe the draft. What, what about a guy like Bailey Zapp out of Western Kentucky? He led the nation in touchdown pass and I think set the record with 62, and he's a little undersized. He's definitely going to be a mid-round guy. Do you see the Raiders maybe taking a guy like that in the fourth or fifth round? Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised at anything. Um, and as, as Josh uh, said yesterday as well, don't be surprised if we take three players of the same position, even though we're strong at that all right, we're just going to have to, uh, I guess, Vinny, I don't know, Vinny's like in a wind tunnel or something. I don't know, his, his phone is breaking up too much, and he's got too much good stuff. I don't want I don't want you to have to strain to figure out exactly what he said. So we'll just reconnect with Vinny at some other point. I know he's about to get on a plane, so he's really just kind of doing us a solid. But uh, I, I found that article that, that Vinny wrote to be very interesting, and again, I think it's a good practice. I really do. I think it's something that is smart, but I think he brought up a good point. With the Raiders not having a first or second round pick this year, it's not going to make a whole lot of sense to go and, and get a guy unless they get maybe an extra later round pick, you know, and they, they just decide to do that. But I do think moving forward, it would make a whole lot of sense to start drafting guys, developing guys, and who knows what happens. And the Patriots have done it. You know, he mentioned Jacoby Brissett. He mentioned um, uh, Jimmy Garoppolo. You know, they've also had Matt Castle. Remember when Matt Castle was there? He, he, he filled the void as soon as Tom Brady went down. And had a great season. Had a great season. Turned that into a fat contract with Kansas City. Got paid. Got paid. And got, what, he went to Buffalo too? I mean, he, he, he turned that into a hell of a, a, a career off of one backup season. And that's the other thing. When you draft and develop a guy, he might not be the top-notch quarterback that you, you, you're looking for, but he's a guy that's in your system and knows what he's doing. I honestly think, as much as we used to joke about, and I was the number one guy that joked about it, like Nate Peterman was not good. Nate Peterman was never good, in my opinion. I think that that's what John Gruden wanted to do. It was trying to get a guy and develop him and keep him in the system for three or four years and, and see what happens. I just don't think that that was the right guy. But then again, I remember what I saw from him first. And I, I remember all I remember from Nate Peterman. And seeing five interceptions in the first half was all I needed to see. That's all I needed to see. So, you know, it it, it is it is what it is. Who, who we who we got up? Who we got up, Demond? Slow Jam James. Oh, okay, Slow Jam James. I didn't know if we, I didn't know if any called us back or what's going on. Slow Jam James, what's on your mind, man? Welcome to the show. What's going on with the Q? What's happening? Oh, I'm chilling, man. I'm chilling. So, um, I'm gonna hundred percent agree with Demond on this one. I I like where we're at right now. I would prefer to stay put. I would say that there's plenty of talent available in the later rounds to get what you need to get. Um, Cause at this point, pretty much all they're doing right now is filling uh, depths and, you know, reserves. And then on the point with, with Derek Carr and his contract situation, um, and maybe you can comment on this one if you have any insight on it. Um, I'm sure you do, but um, with the cap money, they freed up, 
June 1st. I, I'm wondering how much of that cap dollars are going to be going towards Carr's contract. And then with a lot of what Ziegler was saying about working with Carr and working with the pieces around him to get within that that magic window, if you will, mm-hmm. if that's the reason why they're kind of delaying, we're not really saying much about Derek Carr and his extension. Um, and because we're not hearing from his agent or Derek Carr, I'm thinking that things are still in the works and that they're just being patient with it and filling up other needs. And then post June 1st, they've got a little bit of extra money. Give it to Carr. Very possible. Thank you for the call, my man. I do appreciate you. And it's very possible. I've been really wondering myself, you know, what do they do post June 1st? And I remember having John McClain on yesterday, and he was saying that that, that makes sense for them to go in and take care of their own post June 1st. Uh, I don't know if these free agents that are out there are still going to, you know, be out there at, and available June 1st, post June 1st, just because, you know, most of these guys are probably going to want to get their deals done before the, the draft, just in case. Because after the draft, there might be, I mean, there might be a whole lot less positions and a lot less teams that are desiring like a team that wants a a, a safety like a, like Tyron Matthew might go and get a guy in their draft that they think hey this is just a young honey badger why do I need to go spend extra money on him when I got a dude on a rookie deal that I got in the third round and he's younger well that's probably why those teams are still waiting right so it's it's a game of cat and mouse it's it's yeah exactly exactly right exactly right 702-365-9200 who's up next Raider X Raider X welcome to the show appreciate you hey uh on that uh, training up I, I would trade up, okay. and I, I, would, I would try to look for, like, a marginal player. See if maybe you can throw in, like, say, a Byron Edwards or, uh, like, maybe, like, a, a Mick Robertson and move up and give uh, next year's a second. I agree with that uh, previous uh, texter that we're going to – our 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 draft pick should be later rounds. I mean, later in the, in the rounds because we are going to be better. We're going to be dramatically better. I think this team is going to take a bigger leap in, in, into the postseason. But – I would invest now because it looks like there's a wealth of what we need, and that is uh, offensive line. We, we need some, like you said, some big hogs. We need some dudes in the trenches, mm-hmm. and I think we can invest in some dudes in the trenches. And if we get that second round, I, 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 you know, I mean, heck, what if we can get rid of, you know, for a Burl? You know, because he's going to – and if we want to keep him, if they find a way to keep him, he's going to demand a nice payday. You know, uh, he's a first-round pick, fourth overall. So he's going to demand a nice payday, and we might, maybe we can get you know him straight up for a second rounder. You got you know something to think about, but I, I definitely love seeing them. I mean, you can think of offhand some about five quarterbacks that they invested in in the Patriots yep. that turned around that end up being a starting quarterback in some capacity in the NFL. Agreed. Agreed. Hey, great call, man. Definitely appreciate you, Raider X. Thanks for chiming in today on the show here on Raider Nation Radio 920. And yeah, I do too. I mean, I've been saying it for a long time that I thought that the Raiders should go into the draft and get a guy, get a quarterback, and let him sit behind Carr and develop. And this, let me make it perfectly clear. This is by no means me trying to replace Derek Carr. This is just me saying to get a, a guy who is like worthy of being a backup instead of just going out and spending money for a backup and bringing them in and hoping it works and trying to cram the system into it. No, get a guy that you develop, you bring him along. And then if, if he ends up working out and you like him long-term, great, that's fine. And if you don't like him long-term, great, that's fine. Because you know what? There's always something that's needed in this league. Quarterbacks, they're always needed in this league. Chase Daniel done made a career about being a that's backup. That's what I'm saying. Like, look at, look at Ryan Fitzpatrick. <laughs> But he's won games. I can't think of I know, a Chase but think Daniels. About, but think about Ryan Fitzpatrick. He's won games, but you know who he is. He's going to give you a spark here and there, and then he's going to flame out. But some team's going to give him bread. 
And we're like, oh, here you go. And so a team would trade for him. There's teams right now that are willing to trade for everybody but Baker Mayfield. And they probably aren't trading for him just because he's $19 million. But teams will make a move. We got a text from Big Dub Raider. Well, Q, I thought when we first hired Z-Man and McDaniels, we'd bring in Brian Hoyer. Then after Gilbert got signed, I was relieved to not get Hoyer. Now, Vinny got me nervous about signing Hoyer. <laughs> Go Raiders. That's from Big Dub Raider. And look, I wouldn't worry about who the backup is. You just want someone that's in there that you feel comfortable with just in case. Even if it's only a few snaps, even if it's only a possession, even if it's only one game that you feel like, hey, this dude can at least go in there and be, you know, serviceable. That's what you want. Serviceable. Like Connor Cook was never serviceable when the Raiders drafted him. He's a fourth-round pick. They actually moved up to go get him because the Cowboys wanted him. Man, every team and their mother saved the Cowboys from disaster that year. I mean, every team. They wanted Johnny Manziel. They didn't do it. Then what was it? What, the next year? They went and they, they wanted uh, Paxton Lynch. And Denver got him before, before the Cowboys had a chance to get him. Then they wanted Connor Cook. The Raiders got him before they had a chance. Then all of a sudden they, they, they lucked into some fourth-round compensatory pick named Dak Prescott that was like Tim Tebow, but he was just a little bit better. And now they got their franchise quarterback. I mean, they got, they got so lucky that damn year. Every team and every player that they wanted got taken and snatched up before they got a chance to draft him. And then they just happened to luck into, well, here's this guy. We'll just, I, I promise you, I was doing radio in Texas, and everybody, even the beat writers were like, oh, no, he's, this guy's just, he's, he's made, a body. Yeah, he's just a body. Yeah, just, they just had to have somebody because Tony Romo's probably going to get injured at some point. It was the conversation. And now all of a sudden, this dude's racking in $40 million a year. That's the dude. It happens like that. <laughs> McGloin was not the answer. A reliable backup is always needed. Truth. Truth and more truth. McGloin was great in the preseason. Man, McGloin was <laughs> hey, he was a stud in the preseason. Too bad the preseason didn't go over the course of like 16 games because that dude, his preseason magic was just that. Preseason magic. I remember being at that Raider Cowboy game. It was what, 2013? And it was the last time before this past year that they played on uh, on Thanksgiving. And he started out hot. Threw a touchdown pass. They had already got it, like a defensive touchdown, or they got a defensive play, got them all the way down to the one. Maybe they scored. I don't know. So the Raiders are feeling good about themselves. McGloin, he's kind of strutting around Cowboy Stadium, Jerry's World, and all of a sudden, the real Matt McGloin showed up. All bad. All bad. In a preseason game. No, this was real. Oh, this was this, oh, this, this was, was real. Oh, this oh, was okay. Thanksgiving. Yeah, yeah, it was bad. It was bad. It was not one of my better moments. I was there as a fan. I was not there. As a radio dude. So you can imagine the festivities began early that morning. And when I mean festivities, I mean festivities. 702-365-9200. Let's get one more call in before we take a break. Who you got up next? Raider Fish in Berkeley. Hey, Raider Fish, Berkeley, what's on your mind? What's going on, baby? How, hey, you, hey. you remember that game, q Bert? Yep. Remember that game? Yep. Okay. Anyway, yeah, just a random thought. But look, <laughs> I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you, Oh, Cam Newton, okay? Okay. Listen. All right. If Carr goes down and we need somebody for a game or two or three, all right, it's invaluable how Cam already knows the offense, and now we have a coach who can flip the script like he did when he was stuck with Cam Newton, all right? He can flip the script a game or two. We go short pass, RPO. And, yes, I like the Mariota package. We'll call it the Newton package, okay, the gravity package, the Newton, Sir Isaac Newton package. I like him in situational plays. And if he's a 
if he has to come in as a backup for a game or two, because this fits the mold of what the Z-Man is doing right now. It's been a long time since we've been drafting, and uh, well, not the draft yet, but look, we're planning for the future and trying to win now. <laughs> Newton fits the trying to win now piece. We're going to get him at a bargain bottom of Capwells in downtown Oakland back in the 70s. Bargain basement price, baby. <laughs> so let's do it. I'm with the Cam Newton, and I like the third or fourth rounder developmental quarterback. I'm going to listen to you offline. I appreciate both of you. Raiders! Hey, thank you for the call, my man, out there in Berkeley. All I can picture right now, all I can picture is my man Raider Fish out in People's Park in Berkeley right now, standing standing right next to one of them tables and just out there preaching to the people. What we need here, just in case Derek Carr goes down, is a guy that can come in for two games. A guy with Cam Newton's skill set. A guy that has the invaluables when it comes to knowing the playbook. And a quarterback guru and a head coach that can flip the script. I can hear it now. He's in People's Park right now preaching to us. And somebody's thinking, who the hell is this guy? (laughs) No, they're not. They're like, preach on. Everyone in People's Park knows everybody. I promise you. Raider Fish knows. He'll call you back. He'll text us. 69187, keyword R&R. Hey, man, let me know. Let me know about People's Park, Raider Fish. 244 is the time. This is Raider Nation Radio 920. And all of a sudden, all the players, they come together. Mm -hmm. And they say when we come together, this locker room, and we hit the court at the Thomas and Mac, we are going to lay the smack down on them Lobos. Like that? Exactly. All right. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord. Welcome back to Unnecessary Roughness. Unnecessary Roughness. Here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Here's your boy Q. My guy Raider Fish in Berkeley hit us back on the Salmon Ash text line 69187 keyword RR. This is Raider Fish in Berkeley, LOL. Absolutely right. People's Park is a situation where everyone knows everyone. At one point, B ball games there were Rutgers Park West. But do not get it intermingled. Don't sleep on San Pablo Park or 10th Street Park. We are very diverse in the city of Berkeley. <laughs> hey, man, shout out to People's Park, man. I know that's where it goes down, man. People's Park has always been the spot. So shout out to my guy, Raider Fish in Berkeley. 702-365-9200. Let's go out to the phone lines, talk to our guy, Gangster Gangster. What's on your mind, man? Hey, what's happening? Oh, chilling. Hey, I'm over here chilling, you know, still basking in the um, comeback victory of my Clippers last night. And I know Kevin Slowjam and James want to cry because I told him his little punk lackers wouldn't even make the play-in tournament. And look, I told him that before the season even started. But anyway, far as quarter, oh yeah, far as um, birthday gifts for Derek Carter the other day, I forgot to tell you, my birthday gift to him would have been bringing in Rich Gaddon as his personal quarterback coach. You know what I'm saying? So he can show him the nuances of how to use his feet. And, you know, in the red zone, you know, attack the red zone better. And as far as backup quarterbacks, I told you, I really, really like that um, Heineke Hinky guy mm-hmm. in Washington. You know what I'm saying? But if we can't get him, then I say get Cam. You know what I'm saying? Cam um, help us in the red zone, you know, the offense. And, you know, has to be like more, he, he would fit perfect in Las Vegas. You know what I mean? He he, <laughs> he, he would do he that. Would, <laughs> he would yeah. do that for sure. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? Also, I want to say um, that um, this app, who can I write to or so? Because these apps, both of these apps are horrible. They keep, keep stopping after two or three minutes. I really have to listen to it on my laptop or let um, the mind leave me on hold so I can listen to it without interruption. 
So who can I write to or, or complain about because these apps are getting worse and worse, the ones that we have to listen to, you know what I'm saying? So I want to be able to listen to it unadulterated, you know what I mean? So that's all I want to talk about. And um, if we, and also if we bring Cam in, I think that'll be like a, a big jersey seller because there's a lot of Cam Newton fans out here, believe it or oh, not. Oh, for sure, for sure. Hey, good call, good call. And, yeah, anytime you have a complaint about anything, just email Damon, as D-M-O-N dot cotton at LVRadio.com. He'll take care of it. I'll get right on it. <laughs> Whatever we are. I don't know if he's talking about the LV Sports Network gap or the well, Raiders. A lot app. of times, tune in will tune in is like buffering or stuff like that. So I get it. I get tune tune in sometimes it messes up, and then of course uh, LV Sports Network it's got a a lot going on on that website. And then so. you got the Raiders app. I mean, there's so many different ways. Right, right. Sometimes, I mean, sometimes when you're doing anything streaming wise, you're just gonna get it. That's just how it's gonna be. I mean, it just it, it's, you just can't help it all the time, but. I mean, it is what it is. But, yeah, uh, DeMond will always take all complaints. He loves complaints. So definitely uh, hit him up with them, and then he'll pass them on to uh, the people. He knows people. DeMond knows people. That's how I got in here. DeMond knows people. Uh, we got a text from Just Win Wendy. Yep, everybody loves everybody at People's Park. I get the visual with Raider Fish preaching in the trees. But I don't like Cam Newton at all. I can't. I can't see him in silver and black. I don't want Baker or Jimmy either. So, yes, please draft a... Um, moldable young guy and train him up a couple years. Trade capital, if nothing else. Again, that's from Just Win Wendy. Thanks so much for chiming in. We do appreciate you as always. And I'm telling you, man, you can't go wrong at People's Park, brother. I'm telling you. You would be a hit out at People's Park. Okay, but one of the things that Raider Fish said there, like Rucker Park West. Okay. Okay, look, I think that's over exactly. Why? How many times have you been to Rutgers? You can't even get on a hoop court, man. Hey, don't you start talking about oh, a hoop court, you man. Know, I'm sorry I brought it up around yeah, I don't, yeah, you. Yeah, I don't even know you, why you bring up basketball, man. You can't get on the court. Because you were something like MJ in his prime no, or something. No, no, I wouldn't. But I, how you going to talk about my Because I can whoop your tail. <laughs> I can whoop your tail. But you can, though, I can you. whoop your tail, no doubt about it. There's no question in my mind I would whoop your tail in the game like one-on-one. Yo. Tracy McGrady just started a one-on-one league. I would love to have DeMond as my competition in that one-on-one league. Because I'm undefeated, you'd be locked up. I would, I, I'd be locked up for stealing your lunch money every no, day. It'd be like you'd be playing basketball in Pelican Bay when I, yo, well, you'd be like, yo, that's I can't fine. Do that. I that's can't fine because I'd be bored playing yo, you'd, you. You'd be shackled. You'd be, I, yo, hey, I can't do man, nothing. I could beat you with what shackles you, on. What you doing? Where you going? Nowhere. I could beat you with shackles on. Be like I could beat you with like, anything. You are terrible. Enough, he's had enough. You are. Nah, yeah, nah. I had enough laughing at you. Nah, you are terrible. He gonna get this work till I say he's done. Man, man, you are. I wouldn't even break a sweat with you in. Las Vegas Heat. It could be 114 outside. And I wouldn't get no. I wouldn't break a sweat with if you. If it's make it, take it. You right. You might not have to break a sweat because it'll be cash in your face. Let me get it back. I'll give you the Boom, ball. I'll go. give you the ball first, second, and third, and I still beat you. Thank you. How you doing? Swish another one. <laughs> there you go. It'll be just like that. It'll be like it'll be a montage. Whoosh, whoosh, whoosh. Man, you can't even spell montage. Man, get out of here with that. Get out of here with that. We got a text. <laughs> We got a text. We got cover three coming up at the top of the hour. We got a text said, Q, would you be in favor of trading Darren Waller and a second round pick in 2023 for Sauce Gardner or Waller and a third or even a fourth in 2023 for Sauce Gardner? I'll tell you this, as much as I'm a, a fan of Sauce Gardner, uh, I don't think that trade, one, is going to get you up high enough to get him. And two, I don't think that that would be a very smart trade. I think when you trade up and you trade enough capital to get up as high as Sauce Gardner is going to be, the only type of posi- position player you go get is a quarterback. That's it. Because he's going to be a top 10 guy. Could you imagine trading from the third round to the top 10, how much that's going to take? Think about this. Think how much draft capital the 49ers gave up to move up from the first round to the top of the first round to go get Trey Lance. Could you imagine what it would take to move up from the third round all the way to the first round to be top 10? 
No way. Because also, I just looked up the Jalen Ramsey trade specifics. Mm-hmm. It took two first and then a couple of mid-round picks to get him. Right. So you already, like, start the base right, right. at two first. Right, exactly. I mean, you're giving up draft capital in a major way if you want to go from the third round to the first round. I mean, that's... That's just that's that's not going to happen. I mean, you're you're you want to talk about mortgage in your future? You're doing it forever. And I like Sauce Gardner a lot. Don't get me wrong. DBs win games, just like I'd whip Demond's tail. But the point is, <laughs> you just don't you just don't you don't make that move. You don't make a move like that. And and why would you want to trade Darren Waller? That's the other part. I mean, think think about this offense and think what Josh McDaniels has done in New England. If you have Waller, Adams, Renfro, Jacobs, hell, you want to trade a wide receiver? Trade Brian Edwards. And I like Ryan Edwards, but he he's been in, he's been inconsistent. Right, exactly. I mean, he's not going to fetch you much. You know, people talk about trade Clee Farrell. Well, right now he has, he doesn't have a resume big enough to trade him. Jonathan Abram, he doesn't have a resume big enough to trade him. Josh Jacobs is a running back. He's got the resume, but he's a running back, and the league disrespects running backs. So that's not going to happen. And I, I I wouldn't want the Raiders to trade Jacobs either, but I'm just saying if there's guys that have enough on their name to be able to get something – it would it really only be Jacobs, and he's a running back, and, and teams aren't gonna they're not gonna roll like that. Two fifty six at a time. We'll take a couple more calls. Seven zero two three six five nine two hundred in the Sam Nash text line six nine one eight seven. We'll do that when we come back, and we'll get into cover three NFL news and notes of the day. This is Radio Nation Radio nine twenty.